Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me is New Zealand's worst export since Slice of Heaven, Nick Bassett. That's rude. <laughs> Far up. Mr. Oh, Worldwide, shit. tapping the show notes, Kit Lushev. Gang, gang. How are you, my fellas? We're good, mate. How's your week been? We're good, mate. Oh. Don't, don't speak on behalf of me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I haven't seen you at training all week, so don't you get started. You only go once a week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the moustache is back. Yeah, you can talk. You got a bit happening. Yeah, just, oh, actually cleaned it up this yesterday. Is like, He's done the old flip tool on his head, eh? He's got the hair at the bottom. That's why I've got a beard, mate. Yeah. Try and hide some of the lack lack (laughs) at the top. Fix my, uh, (laughs) yeah, take the attention away from the top and put it down the bottom. Mate, I am cooked. What a massive few weeks it's been for me. I was carnival. Oh, it was huge, huge. Yeah, we had state age carnival on two weeks ago for Netball Queensland, so... Yeah, what is it, like 1,600 participants uh, across three days, massive merch tent. Yeah, it went off. It was huge. Long nights, long days, a lot of preparation time. Survived. Still here. Big success. What are you wearing there, bro? Me, I've got the 2016-17 uh, Blues Away jersey on. It's the closest thing I've got to... Um... An indigenous jersey, I guess, with the Maori pattern, Pacifica pattern coming up through it. Um, so it fades from sky blue to white down the bottom, and the design reveals itself as as it goes down. Big NIB, massive NIB logo. <laughs> How much Just, smaller uh, would you want it though? <laughs> I reckon I could have it more green though. More green, more, oh, yeah. more greener, yeah. Definitely. Call back to one of our earlier episodes. <laughs> and three stripes along the top. Three stripes, set in sleeves. The blue between the sleeve of the dive fabric and the sub fabric on the front doesn't match. Did pick that up, yes. Um, it does on the player issue. So, oh, just another one of those rants that I could go on. Exactly. <laughs> Kit Lushev. I'm just wearing a uh, Dynasty Sport Gold Coast Titans basketball jersey tonight. Nothing too exciting. Just, yeah, he's proud of his own design. Last minute decision, <laughs> three tiered um, piping on the neckline and sleeves. Yeah, subbed or knitted, fancy, isn't it? Is it fully sub or is that logo it's a, just uh, fully sub? Yeah. Gel? yeah, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Another big one this week, so let's not dilly dally, eh? Uh, the Field of Design podcast is currently an audio-only format, heavily discussing visual content. So with every episode, we include links in the podcast app's episode description, which highlights all the articles and images we discuss in today's show. You can also jump onto our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast for references to some of our featured content. As I do always, to get most things up, eh? Yes, yes. Send all your feedback, Instagram feedback through to Nick Bassett. Uh, and if you would want to send through some <laughs> feedback and get in touch with the show, you can via our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast or at our Gmail, Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com. 
first bit of news we got here, fellas, um, carrying on from a couple of weeks ago, Boxing Australia Indigenous uniforms. So they finally got released. This is via the AIS.gov.au. Boxing Australia has unveiled new national team uniforms inspired by the Indigenous artwork of two former AIS boxers, aiming to bind Australia's boxing community even closer together. The new competition uniforms were unveiled at the AIS and incorporate Aboriginal artwork from former Australian boxing representatives Paul Fleming and Brad Hoare. The new uniforms will be worn for the first time in competition by the Australian team competing at the IB8 Elite Women's World Championships to be held in Istanbul from 8th to the 20th of May. So that's now. Uh, Brad and Paul have used their experience as elite athletes to reconnect with their communities after their amateur careers. Uh, Brad and Paul then go on to describe the uh, elements of the designs, which I would encourage everyone to click on the links and check them out and read further. Hello, good, don't yeah, not bad. I to, like, to be fair, mate, I haven't had a chance to actually have a look at these ones in closer detail. I saw the AIS article. I had a look at the images, um, but I haven't been able to snoop around for any closer look stuff just the, from afar. They are um, both the red and the blue are bespoke, though. They're different. It's not just the same design with the color switch, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good to see. Um, our neck of the woods, uh, closer to, closer to our fields anyway, uh, new Wallabies jersey. So the, this is from wallabies.rugby. The Wallabies and Asics have launched the two new jerseys the side will wear during the 2022 test season. The 2022 gold jersey is the second iteration since returning to the distinct hue the team wore in their victorious 1991 Rugby World Cup, which proved extremely popular among supporters and players alike. For the first time in 2022 edition of the First Nations jersey, designed by Camilleroy uh, Gamilaroy man Dennis Golding, will also be predominantly gold. Golding's artwork pay tribute to the 14 Indigenous Wallabies with the designs pictured alongside the natural ochre tones of the jersey. The new Asics Wallabies jerseys feature a technical mesh jersey knit fabric with moisture weakening and four-way stretch designed to give players enhanced freedom and movement. Kit. New collar is interesting, isn't it? Um, I like it. I. Uh, it doesn't look too bad on the players, but seeing some of the replica jerseys and not all that flattering um not not really a fan of the shape of the raglan sleeve either um it sits quite low doesn't it mm-hmm. um really Goes through the neckline yeah well obviously you imagine it's got to be designed that way to um to to form that neckline a little bit um so for those not with the image in front we're looking at it's nearly like a, a flat bar or a bar with maybe slight curves um, as the uh, from the centre out. Um, what would you say? That's probably what ten, twelve mil thick. Um, yeah, yeah, Five which centimeters wide. Pretty much follows the path of the collarbone. Yeah, and then um, as the neckline finishes, the raglan continues on from that collarbone dropping down under the arm and for those playing playing along at home this likely means this will be what the broncos are in next year obviously playing the long game yeah you're Um, probably right didn't even 
there's actually a um, Nike's new football stuff coming out this season will be a similar looking raglan too with the it's starting very low on the neck and going to the underarm so yeah if if I'm honest and I was that way inclined and I decided I wanted to go get an Australian rugby jersey I think I'd probably go and get a Wallaroos one instead I think they've got the indigenous the indigenous one yeah I think yep. I prefer that to this indigenous they've obviously got I think Build Corp on the front instead of the purple Cabri logo. Um, yeah, what do we think about the the current Wallabies gold colour? Are we are we fans? Probably more so for you, Mason. I think the colour suited the cotton better than the sort of dyed fabric. Yeah, it's probably not my favourite. The cotton ha- doesn't have that sort of shiny sheen to it, which probably makes it look a little bit more orange than it is. It mm. is on that borderline of becoming orange, isn't it? It is. It, so a little story when i was at classic and i can't remember if i brought this up before but we were tasked to do old re- replica uh heritage wallabies jerseys and um we looked through the archives and and whatnot and we matched the old gold that this one was based off and it, it is actually called orange it, it wasn't a gold or, or anything like that the color is orange so yeah uh, i found that interesting correct me if i'm wrong uh, wasn't there a vote done maybe late yeah. 2020, early 2021 around what would be now deemed as the official gold? I think it was past players voted on it. Right. Or was it a newspaper vote? I remember it being in the newspaper. Yeah, I, I thought it was a news. I thought it started off as what was the greatest Wallabies jersey, and then it evolved from there into what will the Wallabies what gold was be? The greatest color, and maybe it was a pre precursor to a decision that was already being made by Rugby Australia around adopting a goal, or maybe it came from the feedback of that. But um, I think what came out of it was who was voting. And what they found was where the votes were being, or where the voting was being advertised and where the votes took place was really heavily focused in one demographic. So you're getting a really, um, <laughs> really one sided vote, uh, which was, you know, all of the, the old school, you know, nine, 90s, you know, 90s supporters. Yeah. Um, and not really focusing on the new age supporters. So, of course, it's going to be swayed to that nostalgic, um, you know, feeling. Nick? So I've just found an article. Um, Wallabies are set, and this is January uh, 2021, the Wallabies are set to wear the same shade of gold as Australia's World Cup winning side in 1991 from now on after Rugby Australian Chairman Hamish McLennan had to intervene in a dramatic tiebreaker following a split vote there you go is this where we bring the well hat out good fan vote mason later on the article they reference the herald's um poll which which notes that that color also won that so a bit of both yeah right i thought i was just going to say the i don't mind the color on the wallabies jersey wallaroos you know the 15 aside but the the Sevens jerseys followed suit and Sevens jerseys sort of, they're meant to be a bit more fun and bright and why not keep that as something you could have that sort of wattle gold on it with the teal blues that they've had in the past rather than just follow this and go for almost the same jersey for the Sevens. Overall, I, th- I still think it's a it's a nice 
you know, design. I really like what ASIC have been doing with the bands as well, the armbands. Um, just a nice, thick, clean, plain mm-hmm. band. I think that's, yeah, carried across well. It's interesting looking at the, the photo here on the links. The color of the ASICS logo and Wallaby's logo on the shorts nearly looks to be a darker tone. Could just be the photograph, though. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But, you know, overall, I think it's, I think it's a nice jersey. Yeah. yeah, it's an upgrade on last year's. Yeah. Maybe a bit too much on the sleeves with the indigenous pattern. I agree. Could have toned it down slightly. Yeah. But that's just a critique. Also, I think we mentioned it last week about the Wallaroos, but it was nice having some tonal colours where this is very much that Wallabies gold slash orange and the, uh, the the Wallabies green. Yeah. There's no, no sort of shades or tones at all. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Brisbane Lions. This is from lions.com.au. Introducing our 2022 AFL Indigenous Guernsey, designed by a triple premiership player and proud Eastern Aaron. Sorry, apologize. Proud Eastern Arrant man, Daryl White. Our 2022 Indigenous Guernsey is a representation of both Daryl's heritage and rich history of Brisbane Lions, including merging of Brisbane Bears and Fitzroy Lions 25 years ago and a representation of it being 20 years since our triumphant premiership win in 2002. The design features lion and bear footprints meeting at the three home grounds, Turbal and Yagara Yagam Bear and Warrenjeri Country, the Gabba, Karara and Brunswick Street Oval, along with the names of Indigenous AFL players and trainers who have represented the club with dignity and pride, including Ringo Hood, who was a trainer at Fitzroy before the merger and is one of only a handful of Indigenous trainers involved in the AFL. The design also includes a special nod to Daryl's father, who sadly passed away in 2002 and drove from Alice Springs to the MCG for the 2001 Grand Final to support his son and celebrate the win. A rare win for Classic. This one's actually quite nice. In uh, what I'm hearing could be their last special Guernsey for the Lions. Um. Yeah, I, I obviously like the the reference to the old Bears jerseys, uh, which were, were Bears jumpers, which were cool. So yeah, nice. Yeah, I emulate everything that you're saying there, Kit. I um, yeah, I'm a fan of this one too. Um, really nice and clean, actually. I think what, in my opinion, what I find is working well is having those tonal levels of the indigenous art which can be seen in this Lions Guernsey um, where you've got, you know, more watermarked design elements and more hero design elements. Yeah. The, the, the white band and neck, neckline and um, sleeve um, trim really, uh, I think, plays a strong part in the, in the higher, uh, top of, what am I trying to say? Top end of the of the Guernsey. I think it makes it pop, eh? Yeah. I think the white shorts do the same. I prefer the white shorts over the, the maroon shorts. I'd probably like to see a little bit more navy in the top half, but other than that, nice jersey. I, um, I've got a interesting little story which I could probably inject into this. Um, it's obviously worked on a lot of the line stuff in like, 2020, 
2021. And whilst all the, the playing or playing Guernseys were locked in, um, the only one that I was able to really have a bit of creative freedom with was the Clash Guernsey, which is that infamous one, uh, white, white Guernsey, maroon V, gold line on the front. So um, yeah, all of my concepts were very much gold jerseys, right? Like I wanted no- nothing to do with any of the white ones. And I was pushing that, and I didn't want to have the line on the front. I just wanted to basically have the old Bears jumper, but with the maroon and the gold inversed. I thought I didn't think it'd been done before. I thought what a cool way to have a an effective Clash Guernsey. And the story goes that the Lions took it to the players, and the players didn't want to be seen in a, in an all gold Guernsey. All right. So it got got toned down where the white, basically my white and my my gold got flipped. So it was. Uh, maroon V with a white, uh, gold outline on a white Guernsey, and um, slowly but surely they basically bleached any cool thing that was in that Guernsey, took away any gold, slapped a big, a big gold line on the front with a white outline, and um, and turned into something that I, I pretty much despise. So um, wiped your hands off. Yeah, yeah. So that broke my heart. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, whether the players did have any input or that was just, you know, our contact at the club that would prefer to see them in a white Guernsey, I'm not sure. I think they tr- also think they tried saying that the AFL told them they couldn't be in a gold Guernsey. And I was like, well, look at West Coast have a gold Guernsey as their clash, you know, clash jumper. But yeah, alas, Do you know who they were playing, your call? Um, to wear it? Yeah. Yeah, I think they wear it a few times during the year. They wear it against Gold Coast, right? Perhaps. I think I've seen a similar one you're talking about, the gold base with the maroon and white V and like a old cotton sort of jersey style. I'm sure I've seen a a version of that somewhere. But yeah, like you say, it would have been a better outcome than the one you're describing. Yeah. And they're still wearing it, I think, this year. So, unfortunately, it lives on. <laughs> Bad smell that can't get rid of. Yeah. Sydney Swans, uh, by their website, sydneyswans.com.au. New man, Brooke Guernsey, um, entitled, now, I practiced and practiced this. I'm going to try and get it right. Dugawabol. Yin Yang Mang Dingal. I'm really sorry if I butchered it. Our players are set to don a new Man Guernsey this year, which has been designed by Go Foundation scholar artist Lua Pellegrini, a proud Wirunduri woman who grew up on Durug country. Pellegrini is studying at UNSW and is chairperson of the New South Wales Youth Advisory Council. The artwork on the Guernsey uh, is titled Dugawabal Yin It's titled, as I said before, which means altogether respectfully, respect, gentleness, politeness, honour, careful altogether as one. It represents connections depicting the story of the 19 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander men who have played for the Sydney Swans, both in the past and the present. The 19 Swan players are represented on the Guernsey through 19 circles, which each circle 
representing the importance of the people who support the players, including their own families and communities. The blue throughout the Guernsey represents water, as water is the core of life, the First Nations people intertwined within the land. Water plays a vital role in the strong connections to country of Indigenous peoples, as well as their own being. Water is the giver of life and has enabled the continuation of cultural practices since time um, and uh, practices since time immemorial. Each of the blue circles are interwoven, showing the relationship that these 19 players share as a Swans player as well as their cultural family connections to one another. The light red background features on the front and the back of the Guernsey represents the future and what is to come. Boy, uh, what do we well, think of this one, guys? Nick? Yeah, it's um, that the sort of continuing of the swan shape on the chest there. Um, their their standard Guernsey. It's a good feature. Um, the blue's a bit different for the swans. I, as far as I know, so um, yeah, a bit different to see them in that. But overall, it's it's a nice Guernsey. What are your thoughts, Kit? Um, yeah, not not a. Not terribly dissimilar to what they've done previously. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm almost at the stage, and I've probably flipped in recent years, where I'd rather see them just completely step away from their existing design. I think initially I thought it'd be cool to incorporate it, but I think now we're at the point, and I, I, was, I thought the same, which we'll be talking about the Canterbury Bulldogs jersey as well, but, yeah, I'd rather just see them ditch their traditional design and, and you know, go out all out with the indigenous from there um yeah i don't love this i don't love this one i don't hate it it's interesting eh with with what we've said about the uh the tigers and stuff being able to work within the bounds of their design and make it look good yeah, yeah good point yeah that's exactly what i was about to say nick it's funny how we were looking last week in the um the red sash of Essendon still managed to make a play in the yeah, um, but then you looked at the um the Tigers Indigenous and that yeah. was a bad example of it. Yeah, I just um, think I it think... gets lost here a little bit. It's probably not enough contrast there to truly do the traditional design justice, and yeah. maybe not sharp enough. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the execution probably hasn't quite hit the mark to it. You know, in, same as you in my mind to pull it off. Uh, interesting again we're getting a hell of a lot more releases this week that that are focusing a lot on water um so must be the time maybe it's all the rain that we're having la nina <laughs> yeah yeah sunny brisbane they said move to sunny queensland i feel the same southeast queensland's weather is shit house melbourne cops all the grief for bad weather but since i've moved here I've been lied to. Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> when did, what date again, what year did you move here again, Kit? 2019, I think. Yeah, it hasn't been great for a while. Something <laughs> happened. Something's happened into the world. I don't know what it is. Dude, no one's talking about it's it. It's wet. <laughs> Flooding all the time. It's Having like these <laughs> once in a decade, once in a, um, once in a, once in a hundred year storms every, Eight years. <laughs> really like the globe is getting more warm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe there's a word for that. I don't know. Could be NFTs. <laughs> uh, Collingwoodfc.com.au. 
the artwork on the Collingwood jumper was designed by um, Tyson Austin and Troy Isley and tells the story of the club entering a new chapter. The falling feathers are symbolic of Magpie shedding its old feathers to be replaced by new ones, representing the season of change at the club. With the appointment of a new president and AFL head coach, Collingwood is growing new feathers and entering a new era, shedding the past to make way for the next generation to thrive. The back of the jumper features a Kulamon providing a safe place for magpie eggs to hatch and be nurtured, symbolising the young group of players waiting to make their mark and take the club forward. It also represents the ongoing ongoing collaboration between the club and the Aboriginal community as Collingwood embarks on this new chapter. Artists Tyson and Troy are proud Wamba Wamba and uh, Gunditmata people residing in Nam on Wurundjeri country. The cousins often worked together on creative projects and their art is inspired by their grandmother Louise Moore, who has been an artist all her life, as well as her daughter, Mathuma Sinapan, mother to Troy and auntie to Tyson. What do you any, reckon? Any it's thoughts? Pretty, pretty simple, isn't it? Nothing too over the top. Nothing too over the top. Maybe, maybe too simple. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's got the, all the, the sort of tone on tone, subtle stuff in the stripes as well, but. Yeah, this yeah, one's neither here nor, here nor there for me. I think um, I think Nike have been doing a relatively good job too, just touching base on both the Sydney and Collingwood Guernseys. Just a nice, simple neckline, which I don't mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's Their good. Anzac ones are always good as well, eh? Collingwood. It's hard to really go wrong sometimes when you're black and white. Question: Do you think the um, the squad logo, team logo, should be half and half on the black and white stripe rather than all on the black? Is it too narrow there? Hmm. Too close to the centre? Obviously, if they're lining it up with the Emirates logo, but the AFL logo is sort of off centre to both stripes. So it is a good point, actually. I wonder if that's a sizing thing or whether that's. Yeah, I don't know, actually, Just looking from at a, that now. From many, a technical point of view there? Many Guernsey, AFL Guernsey traditionalists would say it doesn't belong on, on the jumper at all. No, not, not many have them, do they? Unless you're St Kilda, perhaps. <laughs> they, they've introduced that since they've had the new logo, right? Collingwood? Yeah. Yeah, it's new. But but they've, they've introduced... I could be wrong, but I think that that new logo the logo being placed on the Guernsey has only really popped up since the new logo come about. Is that right or no? Uh, it, I think so. Mm. And I how think... good is it that all the sponsors are red? I was just looking at that. They've done a really <laughs> good job. Looking <laughs> that up. Good on them. Um, any more thoughts on those? No? Move it on. Okay. Talking of St Kilda. Uh, this is via saints.com.au. St Kilda Football Club will adopt an Indigenous Guernsey designed by proud Noongar man and club legend Nicky Winmar for the second consecutive Sir Doug Nichols round. The 2022 iteration of Winmar's Guernsey retains all of his artwork from last season but is featured on a predominantly white colour backdrop as opposed to last year's black to serve as a clash variation of the fan favourite design. 
St Kilda's AFLW side wore the jumper as its clash strip throughout season 2022, even presenting a Guernsey to Winmar ahead of its match with Collingwood at Victoria Park. It's a Guernsey. It's, it's, <laughs> it's different to most Indigenous designs, which I like, so um, nah, I like that one. So it's, uh, while we're talking about it, Quick yeah. little quiz. Can you guys name which other AFL teams have their club logo on their chest? <laughs> uh, are we, like, excluding, like, GWS having the G, like, plastered center front? And the or Lions we, having so, the lion? Yeah. So we'll say GWS, West Coast, the Suns and Carlton. Yep. And Brisbane all have... Basically, their 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 primary or secondary logo on on the featuring you know mainly on the front, and then there is one, two, three, uh, four, five, five other teams that have their their logo on the chest. Okay, I'm gonna That'll say Port, Cats. Port, and Geelong are both. It? Geelong, yeah. uh, to Fremantle. No, no. Oh. So, so, so there's four. Sorry, did you say excluding the five. two that we've already? There's five in total. So, and you went so. counting so, down there. So, Saint Kilda, Saint Kilda, Long, Geelong, Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide, Collingwood, uh, uh, Collingwood, and, and I'm three gonna... other ones. Oh, there's three more. Yep. Uh Geez, that's going to be nearly every team has got to be somewhere. Um, I'm going to say North. North is that's a good get. Yep. And um, one, the other one two more. would be Essen, Essendon, which I think is only now that they've got this new logo. Yeah. Oh, and the, 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 jo- Hawthorne. the yep. Hawks. There mm-hmm. you go. So really, discounting uh, adding the two that you've done. Adelaide, Western Bulldogs, and Sydney. Frio. And Frio. Richmond. No, 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 no. But, but, oh, okay, yeah, and Richmond. And Melbourne Demons. So it's about half and half, right? What's that, six? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not as rare as we thought. <laughs> Bulldogs so much in the 90s had uh, had Frio their Bulldog. logo, yeah, centre front. Yeah. It is interesting. Um, obviously, in the, in the NRL, it's you know left chest on every single jersey, right? Well, I have tabled for a future episode is to look at the different overall behaviours between all of the sports leagues. So comparing mm. you know Premier League to AFL to NRL and just where traditionalist, traditionalists lie and you know Premier League just the is, culture. Yeah, the culture. So perhaps we we um revisit that very soon in that topic. Magnificence of no sponsors on US stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself scouring through the AFL um brand guidelines today just to see how they differ with uh with the NRL ones. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Maybe we can talk about that. Talk about those brand guidelines soon, bros. <laughs> more more so the 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 logo dimensions and limitations and whatnot rather than you know this is our color this is how we have the logo blah 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 plus the infamous infamous um 
short rules. Yeah. Speaking of the lines, one of the weirdest rules that I found with the AFL is um, because I I wanted to make the shorts exactly as per what they were in the early 2000s where I think they must have had like a a four-centimetre wide uh, sublimated sort of side panel with some colours through it. Which had the AFL text on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was versions like that, but I um, so submitted it to the NRL. Uh, sorry, the AFL, and they rejected it, saying that any design in the shorts can be at a maximum of one centimetre wide. Jeez, so, that's weird. <laughs> I have noticed that that the shorts are either a bit of piping, whether it's fake piping, you know, sublimated in, or actual yeah. real piping, or it's plain. There's nothing there. They got a thing with shorts, man. Yeah, whereas the um, I mean, in rugby league, they're you know the design of their playing shorts is uh, for most part fairly important, right? Like you, you'll have V's going down the side, or or part of the jersey design, you know, in a eight centimeter wide panel down the side of the shorts. So uh, they they you know there's a good example of the different sort of design culture. Yeah, and then you'll have there your, we go, um, brand brand guideline. Topic and uh, culture topic. <laughs> well, then you have your rugby union, which traditionally the, the shorts are pretty simple, right? Yeah. yeah. Except for in France where they have about eight sponsors on them. Across the arse? Yeah. Or or a player name across the arse, which is even better. I don't know That's why you want your own name on you. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah. Scrums. There's a lot of... Uh, Butt exposure in scrums. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> NewcastleKnights.com.au. The 13 First Nations of North and Northwestern New South Wales will take pride of place on the NIB Newcastle Knights New Indigenous Round jersey. In October 2021, the Knights called for expressions of interest from artists from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander backgrounds to design the 2022 jersey with the 45 submissions received. Uh, being reviewed by an independent panel who collectively selected uh, Black's artwork, uh, Birawal Guin, as the most suitable. Birawal Guin means strong spirit in um, Gathang, Gathang language, a traditional language of the Warami people. Mr. Black said his design was a heartfelt acknowledgement of the deep connection and commitment Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have to their history, culture, and heritage. Nation, um, nations and their totems represented on the front and rear of the jersey include the... Uh, I don't want to butcher all of these names, so I'll just um, recommend everyone go to the, the website and have a read. Yeah. Um, any feedback or comments, thoughts on the night so, one? So much Thank- detail in there, isn't there? Yeah. That's it's a nice gurn, uh, nice Pretty jersey. impressive, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Looking at this, um, how different is the Raglan sleeve of this compared to that Wallabies one? Yeah. Yeah, nearly too far starts, the other way. It starts so much too far the other way, yeah. Although, would yours at Dynasty start there? They're just obviously that nicer shape. Yeah, ours curves up around, whereas I've always yeah. noticed O'Neill's to be a very straight line. Just very straight, eh? Yeah. Mm. Nick, this is the reason why you don't like raglans. Raglans yeah, like this. Straight. Yeah. No, yeah. the the dynasty high raglan I really like. The this one. Yeah, when they follow more of the collarbone yep. shape, 
and then wrap wrap around and down. I think it, yeah. it just does better for the anatomy. Um, ones like this, yeah, I don't. Just makes your shoulders look weaker. And how big is the NIB logo? That must be the biggest Swanson logo I've ever seen. I'll let you in a little secret. Oh. It's like double shall, the shall size of the one that, I'm wearing. All these <laughs> secrets being let loose tonight. No, well, this is one that always pops up and gives me the shits a little bit. But um, little fun fact for everyone who complains that the sponsor logos are getting bigger every year. They're not. There's a max uh, square a, centimeters yeah. that they are. And whatever your club is, they're always maximizing that. It doesn't matter if it's the Bulldogs or the Knights, whoever. The only um, the only reason they wouldn't would be if it's a very flat logo, like a, a points bet or a yeah, Aramax, wide, for example. Wide and short. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you go max centimeters for those, they wrap right around the body, so often they'll be brought in a bit. But any square resembling logos like this or sort of standard rectangles, they're always going to be, you know, maximum exposure. So yep. it's funny. It's funny whenever there's a new jersey released and everyone's like, look how big they've made that. Just an optical illusion. It's probably because the, the fact jerseys is- are getting tighter and smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Players are getting smaller. I just... I was more just comparing it to the one I've got on, and it's considerably bigger. No, I did. Uh, when I was looking at you, you reveal that, I did actually think um, that is smaller than what's allowed in the NRL. Yeah. For sure. It's yeah, high on you too. Or is it just that neckline comes down quite low? Yeah. Oh, no, it's pretty pretty standard sort of sternum. Um, Although I do prefer the higher logos, I think. Yeah. On the, especially chess logos, team logo and tournament logo. Speaking of raglans, um, having previously dealt with a, sorry, dealed, dealt with a heap of factories um, in many different countries, it's funny when I'd go to reference a raglan sleeved polo or training tee, and uh, and they'd have no idea what I'm talking about. And for 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 a lot of factories, they'd call this um, their term for its American style. Or baseball style is what, um, yeah, right. Is what they refer to it as. That college, that college, um, a classic mild grey with the black sleeve kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, our friends over at RL Jerseys on Instagram have shared Saint George Illawarra Dragons 2022 Indigenous jersey. Um, we're going to trust them that it's the legit because they seem to be pretty good but as far as official releases go we um have not been able to come across anything there as of yet so go check that one out via rl jerseys instagram um not a bad design actually don't mind it no this one's awesome yeah executed really well um okay shifting over now to come on mouse there we go uh manly this is via seagulls.com.au. Player surnames will feature on the back of Manly Warangar Sea Eagles 2022 Indigenous jersey launched today. The Sea Eagles will wear the special jersey for NRL Indigenous round on Thursday, 26th of May against Melbourne Storm at Amy Park. This year's jersey highlight the club's ongoing partnership with, uh, is it Poach or Poach? 
Posh Indigenous Health Network, who will again uh, adorn the major sponsor position across the main front. The colourful design throughout the bottom front and back of the jersey is inspired by the, what is it, Posh? Yep. Indigenous Health Network logo, depicting the river systems that meanders across the Australian landscape. Rivers and waterways, again, water, are considered to be the livelihood of Indigenous culture, just like the blood that keeps us all alive. The circles represent gathering or meeting places which are scattered across the landscape, similar to post health centres across Australia. Plenty of water in Queensland. Plenty at the moment in northern New South Wales. Kit, any insights here? Is this yours, friend? Kit? This is one I worked on. Um, yep. Went through a lot of different versions. Uh, this was another one where uh, we had to adhere to uh, the NRL wanting us to make it a little bit more white, um, which is why the cuffs and collars are, are that way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I like the I like the top half of the the, the jersey with the tonal colours and stuff. I don't know how well the bottom half worked out, but it's obviously a big nod to the Posh organisation, which Manly's closely aligned to. That's that. Design comes directly from the Post logo. Um, yeah, what, what more can I say, really? Um, interesting that, uh, and you'll probably will be able to talk about this more once a couple more jerseys are potentially released by Manly, but um, by the end of the year, you'll see that Manly have a fair few different jersey, special jersey designs and each have a different centre front sponsor. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. Exciting things happening. I was going to say, is that something you have to talk to Pointsbet about, or they just say no, you're signed on for these three or four jerseys and not for the rest? Yeah, without um, revealing state secrets, I think Manly basically it's part of the contract that they'll say to Pointsbet, you you get twenty jerseys, um, twenty centre front sponsors on jerseys. Then they might have a little one or two deal ones within that. So. Um, yeah, that's something we'll be able to speak about in the next couple of weeks, months. I, I like this jersey a lot, actually. Um, I, I like, the, again, the tonals along the top. The, the <clears throat> execution of the same pattern that I think we've seen with the other Manly jerseys, you know, the the hoops running across, um, you know, replicated across into this concept. Um, and then the, the bright colors down the bottom. It is a little bit, um, you know, if you're not looking correctly, it can feel like you're wearing like a, a, cro- a crop with another shirt underneath or something like that. There might be a bit of a optical illusion there to some extent. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, when it goes to, comes to Indigenous Round, being able to utilize more colors and, um, those applications are really nice. And I think it's been executed really well. If you Google the the Posh logo, you'll see um, they've got like an Australian map, sort of Indigenous design, and all the Indigenous artwork in this jersey has come from that. So, yeah, potentially seeing a little bit of that murky gradient that you guys the clouding. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it seems that between way. the green and the orange. Yeah, um, pretty heinous colours to have to gradiate between. But yeah, just on a couple of little. Technical things, I guess. The size of the name was that a did it have to be that small or they'll be locally applied? I, I don't know whether the the player names are that way. 
yeah. one thing I do know is that Cherry Evans will be one name that um, will have That's to be, to be yeah. <laughs> distorted in, in a bit. He's not wide, is he? So he's not. he doesn't have a big canvas to work with in the first place. <laughs> yeah, and he's quite a lot of characters in his name as well, so... And then yeah. the um the number six and nine being different, the center on the six isn't cut out on the heat press, whereas yeah. the nine is. I just picked that up then too, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh yeah, mate, these are replica jerseys, so I'd imagine that the <laughs> whatever. I assume apply- it's just there to cover the design. Unlike a lot of other suppliers, I think all our teams are in sublimated numbers. Um whereas I know yeah. You know, a lot of other suppliers and clubs, the logistics get a little bit difficult and they just decide to heat press all their numbers. But uh, for the most part, I, I think all our teams sublimate the numbers, which is, you know, as Jersey Nuffies like we are, much better touch than seeing the reflective heat press numbers. Yeah. That respect um, touch on the back of the neck there I think is really nice too. Yeah, yeah. that's my idea, mate. I uh, incorporated <laughs> oh, the go. colours from the post logo. <laughs> that's such a um such a designer thing to do eh? is like i i'll always put something at the top back of the neck just like for fun something like that well sometimes it's those little details are the only thing that you can yeah, basically have, have a win on yeah, yeah. there's yeah. one on the inside of the jersey as well which um i think there's a little video floating around but it's not in that particular article which very much the same but it just says family on the inside so yeah I tried to put a Tongan map on the back of a Tongan apple dress not so long ago, and they've shot me down. How rude. It's like, why? It's the map of your own country. <laughs> I've, uh, <clears throat> I've, I've done things on the inside of jerseys as well, which is um, obviously Max Nuffy sort of behavior. Yeah, we did that, um, did that on a Netball Queensland dress last year, the sort of indigenous message on the inside, above the heart. Yeah. yeah done that for um past as well with lightning having even um yeah personalized messages personalized messages on the um on the internal sides of the crop tops and stuff like that okay shifting over now to the bulldogs and um nothing official on their website but if you go to their instagram um instagram page nrl underscore bulldogs you can see there the or, or via the shop, you can see their indigenous design there, and there's an Instagram um, post which details all of uh, the elements within the artwork there. So again, heavy water theme, um, water outlets, um, the indigenous totems. So uh, we've got Josh Ado, Josh Ado Carr, um, uh, represented by um, an echidna and goanna totem. Um, Brent Naden, a sand goanna, the list goes on. Um, they look to be originally designed too, which is always a nice touch rather than um, yanking Indigenous artwork from elsewhere to get your totems. Absolutely. We're a uh, strong believer of that on this podcast. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the design kit? Uh, I actually like the design as a whole. Um Especially the sleeves look cool. I'll sort of throw back to what I was saying, and I did mention it before, but with the the Swans, the Sydney Swans, um, Guernsey is that 
yeah, just that Bulldogs V's. I think it's sort of half in, half out. Um, you know, I think you probably needed to make those clearer or just not bother at all. I think that sort of gets lost a little bit. Is it necessary to cover the artwork? Yeah. Just, just, just cut it off? Why, why, why do that? I think the Bulldogs have been guilty of some rubbish and, you know, apologies to whomever, but some pretty sort of half-hearted Indigenous Guernseys in previous years. Um, I think this one's perhaps the best I've seen from them, so, you know, well done on that. Last year was okay. Um, just circling through now. Yeah, you go back to 2020 and, and before then, found them to be a little bit lacklustre. I think uh, that. 2019 was a bit of a half-hearted sort of shocking attempt, I reckon. Something I touched on, I think, last week, but we may have had a bit of a technical fault for a couple of minutes, which means that it got a little bit lost, was on the um, the Richmond Guernsey that was released last week and looking at this one as well. Something that I don't like with the Indigenous art is when it's cut off. Um, via other shapes so we've seen it with the lines in the past where the brisbane lines have got that that line center front and then there's indigenous elements within that mm. clipping mask uh power clip whatever um software you're using and you're just getting these straight edge cut finishes of the indigenous art and i think that really takes you away from the art um and i think that's same again here looking at this bulldogs jersey here is having those Vs clean cut into the Indigenous art really takes it away. I would like to see perhaps the Vs stay but use watermark applications or blue tonal applications to represent that V following the pattern that's already there um, or utilising some other in Indigenous elements or storytelling to incorporate those Vs. I think it's nearly a mixed mixed bag here where you're trying to force two things together that that are just fighting each other. Indigenous art's so organic, isn't it? And then you get these hard, straight lines that just, yeah, like you say, take away from it. Yeah. Yeah, perfectly said. So when you go back and visit the Swans one, at least, look, they tried to make it organic organic within the shape of their um, design. You know, maybe we all agreed it wasn't executed to the best that we thought it could be. Um, I'd nearly say... You know, whilst I love the colours and a lot of the design elements and nearly all of the finished product here, I'd say that the Swans had a better outcome and rather than the, the V, the Belmore V used in this one. Just on that, can I direct you to a design? Um, you'll have to jump on your Google mobiles. Um, Thanks. I think it was the Brisbane Broncos 2016 Indigenous or 2018, sorry, Brisbane Broncos 2018 Indigenous jersey. Um, pretty pretty decent design. Obviously, um, sort of limited to just the, the the bottom of the jersey for the most part. But you'll see what they've done is sort of re, redone the Broncos head in a more sort of freehand organic style. Mm. And that was what that this is sort of relates to what we're talking about now is that. Would you prefer to see it that way or would you rather see, you know, the precise Broncos logo that, you know, the clubs work so meticulously to protect their branding? It was just always one that I thought just looked a little bit shocking. 
Yeah. I it, would like to see it go further, probably. Like, if you're going to do it, take it further away. Yeah, I'm the same as you there, Nick. Um, this sort of looks like it's been redrawn and badly. It's almost like it's drawn off the top of someone's head, eh? Yeah. It looks like it's started off the same and then they've actually scaled it incorrectly. Like, when I look at it, it's... I can see, like, the mane is really thin, but then it's also skewed horizontally. That's the way that I'm kind of reading it and then Mm. rotate it around. But it it is still got that organic look to it, so it is hand-drawn. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you there, Nick. I would take it a lot further and go, look, let's... Let's, like the rabbit eyes? Uh, like, yeah, like the rabbit eyes are done. Yeah, that was good. Um, or keep keep it there but work the indigenous art around it so that you have you do have, you know, that bronco head there front and center if that's what you want. You can see they have done it in this reference to 2018 um, jersey where the, the dots work around the head. Then the, the head doesn't just cut off the dots if that makes yeah. sense um and that's i suppose the point that i yeah i'm i'm trying to make with the that's uh the bulldogs one there right uh raiders canberra raiders next yes canberra raiders uh the canberra raiders um uh, where's the link fellas i haven't put the link in slack <laughs> fire me um, I'll just pull it up for you now so you guys can have a look. How good is this? There you go. Canberra Raiders. The Canberra Raiders have officially launched their 2022 Indigenous jersey, which will be worn against the Parramatta Eels and NRL Indigenous round in round 12. The jersey has been designed by... Cayenne Dennigan, a Luritja woman through collaboration with the NRL's School to Work program and the University of Canberra. The design splits the jersey up into five panels each, which have been inspired by creative writing from students in the NRL School to Work program. The jersey also depicts the totems of six Indigenous players who are, the, who are in the current NRL squad. Nick? Yeah, I'm... Don't mind this one. The um, oh, he's a fan of the Raiders. Navy, ink navy that the Raiders have been using of lately of is is a much better touch, I think, than or I prefer it to their traditional royal blue. I guess I don't think the diehards love it. No, they won't. But as uh, a pure wrong. designer, <laughs> you are wrong. This jersey's an absolute cracker. It's I brilliant. Yeah, day. I love this jersey. I really love this jersey. Father-in-law's a Raiders fan. I think um, he'd be happy if I bought one of these. Are you not a Raiders fan? And then obviously the accompanying um, Indigenous tea, which uh, we we try and do a bit of at Dynasty um, with our yeah, teams. Sort of. and it's, yeah. it's good that that's, that's more your traditional Raiders colorway rather than the Navy, But so that'll impress some people. But, yeah, I think it's a great jersey as a whole. Um, before we move on, let me give a shout-out, and I I don't think any of the teams have done this, but they don't usually make a big hoo-ha about it, so you might know until um, Indigenous round. But when a team does a special jersey and then does matching shorts and or socks, um, so there's no retail benefit from doing that, but 
in terms of producing a cracking strip. Uh, I know the Sharks have done it in the past where they'll do Indigenous shorts to, to match their Indigenous jersey. I think it's pretty rare, but I do love it. I do love to see when, when clubs do that. So, Is, uh, is that what the Raiders have done here? No, I was looking for it, but uh, I don't think the Raiders have done it. It just reminded me of it. Yeah. Um, so I'll be interested to see if any clubs do that. I think we spoke about where the Warriors potentially could have done it when they did their their uh, heritage jersey matching shorts. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nick, why don't you um, take off, take us off with this last bit of news? Yeah, I was just going to say two on the um, Canberra one just before I move on. The it's another example of sort of designing it without the knowledge of where the sponsor will be because it's cut off that sort of top section of the five that yeah, correct. they're trying to represent. And then same on the sleeve, that sort of whole same section has been cut off again. So that would be the only thing I'd look at. Guys, before we move on for the, from the NRL sphere, I want to give a serve, a uh, a bit of a serve to everyone on the internet all of a sudden coming up with a bright idea and a great ingenious idea that Magic Round should all have their own unique designs, right? Ever so long as jersey designers, we've copped grief and had to read shit and read the same old nuffy comments saying, oh, there's too many jerseys and why are the Warriors done eight jerseys again this year and all the nines jerseys that went out on a bit of a limb and, and copped shit and copped grief. And now that the nines haven't been around for for a couple of years, all of a sudden everyone's on their high horse saying that magic round, every club should go out there and do something fun and do something unique. Um, get a dog up here. <laughs> I'm here's sorry, the, but here's the other eight jerseys we did this year. It's uh, it, it gives me the shits because you know clubs you know have gone out there and have given it a crack, and then everyone shits on it. And uh, and now we've got players coming out saying, "Oh, what a here's an ingenious idea. Why don't we all have out there magic round sick designs?" Um, so yeah, that's just my little gripe. Little rant, yeah. You feel a bit better now, mate. Got it. No, no, and <laughs> and there is a couple of clubs who will be wearing special jerseys for Magic Round, and it's uh, Manly's wearing a black points bet jersey, and the Cronulla Sharks are wearing a, a teal heritage jersey. So, so sit down, put that in your pipe, and smoke it. <laughs> Guys, I've just put another one in as I've been scoping the interwebs. Um, GWS Giants have launched um, their 2022 AFL Indigenous jumper a couple of days ago, actually. So this fell um, fell off my radar. Um, I will include it in the episode links. We're just having a quick look here now. The Giants are proud to launch their 2022 AFL Indigenous jumper designed by New South Wales artist Peter Witten. Witten is a proud... We're in Jury Man, who lives in Western Sydney, as well as being an Indigenous artist. He also runs cultural workshops in schools and was previously an Aboriginal liaison officer for a local primary school in Sydney's West. The Giants 2022 AFL Indigenous Jumper design is called Together We Stand and represents all those within the Giants family, the club players, staff members, fans and Indigenous culture coming together to stand tall. Um, it represents that we are all equal and we are all one. So we will um, include that in the links also for people to go and check that one out. Go ahead, Nick. 
another one with um sort of the G cutting off the dots, isn't it? Like we keep mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, I guess um last piece of news for this week will be um the start of the football season for releases. So AS Roma released their twenty two twenty three kit. Um and this one again shows the the sort of different cultures between sports, doesn't it? Um you know, one sponsor um that's been made the colour of the team, I suppose you'd say. Um classy subtle design, Roman sort of textures in the half half um design. And overall, I think it's a super classy jersey. I couldn't find too much of a blurb on it, but they're they're running with the taglines celebrating the bond between a club and its city. And AS Roma is not discussed; it is loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just being um, a football fan and, and having been to Rome and seen their club shop and stuff, it's all very what you'd expect from a Roman team, um, with all the old art and statues and pizza and all that stuff in the release videos so um overall i think it's a super classy kit so elegant yeah very classy the neckline i think you you might have mentioned this a few weeks ago nick that the the single button short tab yeah is making a comeback in or even um, the whole collar is this year in football but yeah this single button short tab yeah always looks nice doesn't it that just, um that two tone what is it? It's not called a harlequin. What's the half split down either side? Is there a formal name for that? They just call that half half in the in the yeah. blurb I saw. Um, yeah, again, yeah, it's got so well executed. It's not over the top. It's not overdone. Um, yeah, and the the elements there. That's um, what is that triangular element called? There's a there's a name for that too, but. Yeah, big fan of this. I'd probably only say is not the biggest fan of the sleeves. They almost look too, not so much of the, the the design of the sleeves, but the shape of them. Eh? They almost look too baggy and long. Yeah, and they also don't include the the sublimated element. If yeah, I true, true. Um, if I'm not wrong, um, and then there's a. We were talking about armbands a bit before. This armband is a little bit too thick and and not seamlessly sewed together either, as well. I don't mind the um the little detail on the the outside of the band though. The side details, the little yeah. taping is always nice. Yeah, that, I think. that's that's fine, but that doesn't need to be. What's that? That's nearly. I mean, is that nearly an inch and a half? Nearly. Probably two inches. Yeah, maybe even two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think the back has the sublimated design either. Oh, really? No, nah, and that's um another thing with European kit rules that seem to be changing every few years and going completely opposite to what they are. One year okay. it's the back has to follow the exact same pattern, and the next year it's the back has to be a flat color. So, if you're a striped team, what are you doing? One year you're having stripes back. on the back, and then the next year you're not. <laughs> um, what do we want to run with from here, guys? Do we want to skip a topic and make this a part two for Indigenous designs? We're at an hour and ten, aren't we? So Yeah. Why don't we um, – Yeah. do we have time for a jersey re- review or do we want to call it? Have you got a jersey re- review, Nick? I do, but let's keep it. That uh, It's starting starting to feel like that topic is cursed a little bit. 
<laughs> the jer- the jersey review or the topic the yeah. topic that we've been trying <laughs> just clear on what you're talking about yeah so just for uh for those listening i think it was our initial pilot oh. episode wasn't it it was i think it was we- episode 2 wasn't it the one no, we when we all met up in person i think that was the topic yeah uh, yeah probably yeah, then- over 12 months ago it was now yeah when we had a 3 hour podcast and then yeah. um <laughs> And then, and then it, it was, was episode to, two. Yeah, it was meant to be our second episode, which um, didn't record properly. Lost in and the I, metaverse. And then whenever we haven't thought of a topic to speak about, it's been like, oh, let's revisit that one. And uh, a couple of times I think it's we've run out of time and not been hard to do it. So, <laughs> Timeless logos will come one day. We will get, get there eventually. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. And uh, the Jersey review, we'll leave that for another time as well. Yeah, I'll hold that on for a few more football releases, I think. Oh, I've wow. got another rant if we want a, another three minutes to uh, to burn. Go on, mate. Get a rant done. I'll pull up some uh, mailbag messages and we'll go from there. All right. So, yeah, it's no surprise to people that maybe I do dwell on certain teams or brands and, and nitpick at them a little bit more than maybe I should, but um, I just can't help myself. You know, I think of the Redcliffe Dolphins or, sorry, the Dolphins, uh, Castor, maybe even classic sports too. But this is sort of a self-sabotaging flaw that I've noticed with classic sports. And uh, to throw back to what I spoke to at the start of the episode, um each uh, each manufacturer is given a certain square centimeter, you know, square centimeter uh, area to, to to put their logo in, and obviously the idea is to maximise your logo's visibility within that. Now, the, the the people who did it the best was ISC. Their three letters was able to maximise their square area perfectly, right? Big block letters, big solid bold. Um, now, classic sports logo at the moment. Not only is the text tiny compared to the whole logo, but there's so many little areas that push out where you've got to measure the the square area, if that makes sense. Um, For example, the the tail of the kangaroo. Um, So, you know, when you go and and measure your, your square centimeter, you've got to measure from the farthest point to the farthest point to the top farthest point, bottom farthest point. And by the end of doing all of that, the classic text, which is also within the logo, is tiny, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys can bring it up in front of you, but there's so much dead wasted space in that logo. Um, I just can't imagine sitting there and designing such a thing, uh, keeping in mind that it's for one purpose and that's to be seen on playing jerseys. Um, I don't know so if you guys have This will not thoughts. be featured in the Timeless logos. Episode. No, it won't. <laughs> it's nearly an um, an oversight, perhaps over time as well, isn't it? Where you, you've got your logo, and then these guidelines come out, and you've got to nearly like if your focus was just on NRL, sure, you'd adjust your logo maybe to the NRL guidelines. But if you're covering a few different sports, right, is is the manufacturing guidelines the same across all? Should this be something we talk about as part of our <laughs> guidelines episode? This is only a new logo. 
and it was um, designed and released, I believe, in last year, 2021, I think. Is it a symptom of past logos, though? Not trying to change it too much, and then those logos being designed for past mediums that are that are sort of out of you don't use those mediums as much anymore if i could direct you both to go to google and type in classic sportswear logo and you'll see a bit of a history on what they've yep. previously used right now classic and when this happened this when i was at classic they were told by the nrl you can't have a logo with a kangaroo on it on nrl jerseys um we consider that to be too graphic um and would prefer you went one that was, you know, we don't mind a bit of an emblem or whatever, but we don't want that kangaroo on there. Because it's too close to the kangaroo's Australian team? Well, I don't know if that was it, but... Who are they to say? Who are they to tell someone we can't, you can't use your logo? I tell you, they wouldn't tell Puma that, would they? <laughs> but that's what I mean. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, your name's Kit, but you can't have your name Kit on a kit because... That might confuse people. It's the NRL doing NRL things. But that the logo they were forced to use just had a bit of a swirl around the left side of it and then had classic within it. It yep. wasn't a great logo, a little bit outdated, but at least in terms of fitting square area, you, you're getting a fair bit of bang from your buck in terms of the text classic. Now, if you look at the first one that shows up, that is the most recent classic logo and you've got so much space under the tail and the arse of the, the kangaroo, which is completely dead and wasted. You've got to measure that, but you get nothing out of it. Yep. The top right, there's like a wedge that you've lost. Above the kangaroo's tail, there's a, a, a bit that you've lost. And the classic text must take up 20%, 15% of the whole yeah, area. If lucky 20, one-fifth. It is poor, right? It is poor. Um, and I just needed to get that off my chest. Do you feel better now? Mm. You're going to sleep well after that? Nah, because I'll give another whack to someone else who does it poorly, and it's the Redcliffe Dolphins. They've got so much wasted space too. So when Classic Sports is on the Redcliffe Dolphins logo, all the logos are going to be tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. Luckily, they'll have a massive sponsor logo because Kings has got like the good dimensions. Nearly, they're still quite. Um, it's it's wide and wide and short, wide. isn't it? I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> why don't you? Why don't, why don't we get the listeners tell tell us their their thoughts? What are your thoughts on the classic logo? Why don't you send us in um, a revised version of the classic logo? Can you make a better one? Send it. Send it through. How do they get in touch with us? Is this <laughs> another competition? Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can <laughs> via the uh, Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com Gmail account. You can also send us a message via our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast. Um, some notes that we've got here. Uh, this is from our our friends over at Aussie Jersey Watch commenting using the pineapple emoji Tim Tam. Been a bit behind on the podcast. I've only just finished this one. Top work again, fellas. Really enjoying it. That's from Aussie Jersey Watch. Love those boys, uh, and they are behind because it was obviously uh, it's about three weeks ago now. Changed to Benoffi. Yeah. Well behind. <laughs> uh, underscore Droy commented on the post around the Queensland Sun. Uh, sorry, the Gold Coast Suns um, Anzac post. Um, 
Oh, where'd that go? Sorry, I've lost that one. Um, so pretty much commenting. Rubbish, that, yeah, he was saying that it was rubbish. That's, um, I think he meant this. I think he meant the standard Guernsey, eh? not the Anzac one. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. As far as I, my friend yeah, Dane really? Roy, former uh, University of Houston uh, football kicker, future yeah. guest on the show potentially. Exactly. Yep. We'll have a good chat Before about showing there. Uh, and from our great mate, Pax88. Hey, guys, what great podcast. Guy. I like the insight Kit gave about the Gold Coast design he did. Never thought they'd go into that much detail about the GPS. He's You're referring welcome. to the Indigenous one there. The previous episode about weird requests had a Perlers too. Uh, wondering what's going to happen first out of these three. Field of Design's first NFT purchase. Kit to change his tune on the Dolphins when he starts designing their jerseys or the elusive draw for merchandise. Uh, NFTs uh, are cheap one... now, so we could buy one. <laughs> Why don't, I, I was thinking about this. Why don't we make one? Why don't we make a field of design NFT? <laughs> I'm not selling my soul. <laughs> unless, it, unless it means designing for the Redcliffe Dolphins, in, in which case I will completely change my tune on them, yes. <laughs> Um, one Rue, my no win, no fee lawyer will be making contact with Kit very soon. Um, and uh, from SVG97 underscore fan page commenting, uh, hashtag Mumba Mania, um, around our post of the Triple Eight Racing. Oh, they Sadie. did enjoy that, didn't they? They did. We got a, a bit of, um, yeah, a bit of noise around that one too. So, the motorsports um, scene seems to be crying out for some attention in that space. So, Yeah, the old uh, Ford Rally ones went crazy too, didn't they? They did. Uh, but, yeah, please let us know your thoughts. Let us know what your thoughts are of the Canberra Raiders one, uh, Indigenous Jersey, um, as well as the Newcastle Knights. We'd like to hear um, your thoughts. Um, and I think that pretty much wraps it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please remember to subscribe. Feel free to share our podcast with any of your friends or other Jersey Boy nerds just like us who may be interested. Or enemies. Friends or enemies, we don't mind. We How don't, many we stars don't care. this week, Kit? Uh, uh, I think six this six, week. Yeah. Six stars. Up, upgrade it. Uh, continuing to grow the show will enable us to produce more content across more platforms and have greater access to some of our industry's best professionals to guest on our show. As mentioned, we are putting a list together and still reaching out to a few people as well. Um, you can be part of that growth by infiltrating the almighty algorithm and leaving us a review um, with apparently six stars on your preferred podcast app. Shout out to my Jersey boys, Nick and Kit. Big thank you to Dugabees for editing today's podcast. Dugabees. What a guy. And maybe we will awesome get dad. to that elusive episode topic next week. Or we'll have an interview with a uh, legend in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are we, <laughs> do we not have the best in the industry already? That's it. That's if we uh, if we're still friends after this squash game, which may or may not be happening Saturday. All right. I'm going to be half a half a human after my AFL game. <laughs>